Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Valentine's Day, another great choice by Lou Rufino doing a tremendous job on this Valentine's Day, Lewis. So I'm at this uh, really swanky New York City restaurant last night. It's, I can't even tell you folks how surreal all this is. You may hate the mayor. I don't care. That's fine. You're allowed. But I'm at this really swank restaurant in New York City with the mayor last night, you know. I've got another dinner coming up at Rosanna Scotto's. Popular restaurant next Wednesday with another very, very popular politician. Monday afternoon, my friend Nigel Farage is stopping in New York City for about eight hours before going to CPAC, and he wants to meet for lunch. And then in two weeks, I'm going to go down and see President Trump in Mar-a-Lago. And again, I'm not that far removed from talking to Joe McEwing about what it's like to face Randy Johnson. <laughs> Super Joe. Because I was the only guest, the only guest, that Jay Horowitz can get me. Mike and the Mad Dog got Piazza, they got Valentine, they got Alfonso, and we got Joe McEwing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just get him off quick. <laughs> Don't ask him any of those questions. I, I, okay. 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 okay, okay. But I annoyed Danielle so much yesterday because I did the old, listen, they come to New York, or they're in New York, they got to kiss the ring. That's the bottom line, folks. <laughs> oh, she went nuts. So I'm at this. Uh, <laughs> of course, she did. of course she did. So I'm at this swanky restaurant last night, and um, my phone is buzzing, and it's Andrew Giuliani. This is like nine o'clock last night. What is this about? I look down at the phone, and Andrew says, "Is there any way you can move me from my regular Friday spot to tomorrow?" I said, "Why?" He said, "Because I'm furious at the." Republican big shots in Nassau County for losing this race. Now, ordinarily, Peter King is on this time, and Pete wanted to come on. This has nothing to do with Pete. He wanted to come on. I'm putting Pete on on Friday because I'd rather hear people vent today, let him get it out, and then we'll put Pete on when temper is kind of calmed down later in the week. But if Giuliani is furious, then that's going to make for better radio than... Ah, she's a good lady. We gave it a good shot and blah, blah, blah. I want to hear somebody pissed. So I said, you're in. So with that said, here he is, a very angry Andrew Giuliani. 
Hi, baby. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Sid, happy Valentine's Day. You're right. I am seeing red today because this is uh, – and look, you guys know my feeling about Santos, right? This has been very, very clear on this. But I've also been very clear that they should not have removed somebody who was not tried and convicted. It is absolutely crazy. And the fact that these New York House members forced this member out before they had a chance to, pre- to present their case – is absolutely crazy. And by the way, who's doing the vetting over there at the Nassau GOP? I mean, first you had Santos, and then they ended up having a Dem running as a Republican. Who I know that they end up having a good ground game and getting people out, or at least that's what they say. I mean, they certainly did that in my primary, where Zeldin did a good job in Nassau County. But who's doing the vetting over there? It's, it's beyond crazy. And the fact that she couldn't, and I spoke to President Trump about this race, during the Super Bowl, on Super Bowl Sunday, we actually we talked about it for a couple of minutes, and he asked what I thought about the race. And I said, look, I think it's going to be close, but I said she's, she's leaving voters at home because she can't get the simple answer of whether or not she would support you if you're convicted. I said the answer is simple, and I even told him, I said, look, Mr. President, if she doesn't want to run you know, a, a Trump campaign, a pro-Trump campaign and all that stuff. I, I understand, and she gets that. Yeah. But here's the thing. You should have a very clear answer on this, and it should be all about the political prosecution oh, but, 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 wait, Trump is but, going to. But I did, a- I did ask her that yesterday. But, Sid, you had to pull her teeth for that. I mean, I mean, I know, but, but she's given an answer. You had to pull her teeth. And I know, but, but even your father said the answer was okay. You see, I, I don't, for me, this is just for me, and I love Trump like you do. It wasn't about Trump. I know Trump makes it about Trump all the time. The messages that I got even yesterday, even yesterday was, I am not voting for a Republican who's still a registered Democrat. Even yesterday. And I think those answers highlighted that she still is a registered Democrat because it's not as much even about the Trump part of it as it is about the lawfare, as it is about using the Justice Department to go after political opponents. Remember, the Justice Department isn't just going after Donald Trump. They're going after pro-lifers, which I know you're pro-choice, but they're going after pro-lifers. And they're also going after parents that are willing to go out there and stand up at school board meetings. They're going after conservatives. And that's really, I think, what this highlighted here. And just so you know, even though she did give her best answer on the subject throughout this, you got to remember, in the very beginning, she said she would not support Trump as he was convicted. Yes. And then she said maybe she would support Trump as convicted. Then she ended up going to believing it was going to be a fair trial. Just last week, said she said she was going to be a fair trial. Look at, look at the people who were ultimately conducting this. Alvin Bragg, Letitia James, uh, Fannie Willis. Uh, tell me if this is going to be fair. Jack Smith, look at these two judges that they've dealt with, with Kaplan in New York, with Engeron, who's been absolutely crazy, who tells Donald Trump, I didn't come here to listen to you. Oh, you absolutely did come here to listen to him, because not only are you his judge, but you're his jury in that case. So don't tell me this is going to be a fair trial. So I think all that did highlight it. And by the way, to hear that, well, she's a registered Democrat because we didn't have enough time to ultimately make a change. The Nassau GOP and the New York Republicans have been talking about making a change for Santos for the last 11 months. So you had 11 months for her to re-register, which she absolutely had the time to do that, which shows that there was absolutely no foresight there. So look, and you know how I feel about Santos. I think the guy's a fraud. But he should be in Congress right now because guess what? It shouldn't be me or you or anybody else who's judging it without him having the opportunity to present a defense. And you should not remove a dual member of con- duly elected member of Congress without having the opportunity for him to present his defense. Whatever I think about him, Sid, 
And now you've lost a slam dunk Republican vote and you've turned an eight seat majority or six seat majority at this point. Crazy. That is an excellent analysis, a spirited analysis. I mean, I'm glad I put you on, but I want to talk more about Trump. Okay. So we're going to put you on hold for like two minutes and come back with some more with a very, very agitated Andrew. And you got to understand, Giuliani and Santos are in the middle of a holy war on this show. I mean, they have mother-effed each other back and forth on this show for a month. But Giuliani doing what his father did for many years, putting country before personalities. And he says Santos should be there this morning. And I'll tell you this, Andrew, you are not alone. More of Andrew Giuliani right after this. matters is stressful so let the law offices of frank bruno jr provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve the law offices of frank bruno jr has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years they focus on elder law and estate planning but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate the law offices of frank bruno call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com that's frankbrunolaw.com frank bruno he's your numero uno. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. One of the greatest voices in the history of female singers, the late, great Karen Carpenter. The Carpenters, I believe the name of this song is Superstar. Very good. And it's a perfect Valentine's Day song. Thank you, Lewis. Continue to do a tremendous job. you remember who wrote it? 
come back. To it that. had to be our brother Richard, no? No. Really? Who wrote this song? It wasn't Richard or Karen. It's a tough, very tough. How about uh, Marvin Hamlish? Uh, that's no, that's a good guess, though. How about uh, the other guy, uh, uh, Bob um, Greasy? No, not Bob, Bob Greasy. Weir. No, no, not Bob Weir from the Grateful <laughs> Dead. Bob, uh, you know, who I'm talking about. He does all the um, all the great ballads, all of them. No, you're not. You're just not. You know, what I'm talking it. about. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, you, come on. Somebody off. help me out. Bob something or other. One of the greats. Who um, is it then? Oh, uh, you mean Burt Bacharach? Burt Bacharach, yes. That's very what, good. That's what I thought you meant. That's not yeah. him. Who is it? Now you work on it. We'll come back. We'll come back? No. It's <laughs> Leon Russell wrote it. Oh, Leon Russell. I would never get that. I know. No one. Wow. He wrote that. this song? Yes. Nice. He wrote it with a couple of people, but he's the main writer. All right. Yeah. Well, Andrew Giuliani's in love. He's got a gorgeous wife, Z, <laughs> and a, a beautiful little girl, Grace. But uh, he's more pissed off. He's going to have to get through this this morning because I'm sure Z wants some Giuliani loving at some point today. But right now he's going off on everybody. So, you know, you mentioned the Nassau County GOP. And, you know, a lot of guys are texting me all morning long. And, and now especially he's right. It was Garbarino. It was Lolada. It was D'Esposito. It was King. It was Cairo. You want to mention any names that you're specifically uh, hung up on today after this latest loss? No, I think it's the whole New York delegation here, along with the Nassau GOP. I mean, again, the fact that they end up having, uh, you know, a, a vetting process where they end up having Santos as being the candidate, and then you end up going to having a registered Democrat who, by the way, they had talked about removing Santos as early as January of this last year. So they had a long time to be able to go and look at potential candidates and think about this and say, you know, Mozzie, you know, you are a potential candidate here. Uh, just in case you want to pick you, you know, maybe go down to the Board of Elections and uh, maybe just change that D to an R because that yeah. might be a little bit of an issue if we decide to end up yeah. choosing you. Yeah. So I don't think it's anybody. And look, I, I, I want to say this, too. I have the utmost respect for Peter King. I think he is truly a great American. And even though we disagree on some of the issues, like on Trump, I think he has our best interests at heart. I do think, though, that they got this candidate extremely wrong. And when you talk about a race that should have been won, all the national issues were against Swazi and the Democrat. I mean, the fact that they had him nailed, absolutely nailed, talking about kicking ice out of Nassau County, bragging about kicking ice out of Nassau County. I mean, any candidate should have won that race on the other side. It's amazing. You had the guy nailed, and because you had a candidate that sadly couldn't talk about lawfare the way that she needed to, which I really think, Sid, is one thing that I think we're underestimating here, because I think a lot of Americans are actually looking at this, and it's not as much the Trump factor. As close as I am with Trump, as close as we are with Trump, and as close as we feel it, I think they're looking at this and saying, look, if they can go after the President Trumps of the world like this without any uh, without any real evidence on this stuff, and all of a sudden he's got eighty three million dollar settlements, all of a sudden he's being convicted of crimes that Joe Biden is is being uh, they're looking the other way on, um, then it can happen to me on this stuff. Right. And, and I right. highlighted I highlighted pro lifers. I highlighted these parents here at school board meetings. Uh, you know they're going after the Justice Department is going after conservatives, and that's why I think. You know, that answer was so critical and so fatal in all this. Um, so to me, uh, you know, this is something that I think, sadly, it, it was it was a one race. And I think the Republican Party here in New York, which had the opportunity to win this race, they snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. 
Trump. Let's get to Trump. Uh, love him. We all know that already. Let me preface it again by saying that, just in case this ends up in Margot Martin's voicemail. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, the truth is, over the years, his candidates have not done very well. I don't need Nikki Haley, that backstabbing biatch on CNN, to tell me that. I know that. That happens to be true. So every time somebody loses, Trump is like, well, you know, they should have done more about me. I mean, Steve Bannon said if Lee Zeldin did more of uh, Trump talk, he would have beaten Kathy Hochul. I disagree with Steve. That's fine. But the point is, every time a Republican loses, if they don't suck up to Donald, he kind of blames him. But the record for Trump, if I'm wrong here, correct me, over the years, the last couple of years, has not been very good. I, I mean, I think it's been pretty good, to be perfectly honest. I think a lot of times what ends up happening, and, and this is where I think Mozzie fell into this, and this is where Nikki Haley falls in, too. Uh, when, you, when, a, when I think a voting base sees somebody who's disingenuous, who doesn't really own the positions that they have, whether or not they're you know, 100% pro-Trump or whether they differ from him, if you're genuine, if you believe in what you're saying, a voter base sees, smells, and feels that. And I think more than anything right now in American politics, people want somebody who's genuine. People want somebody who's willing to put it all the line on the line and tell them exactly what they think because they know when the times get tough, which right now in politics, the times are tough. When the times get tough, then they're actually going to follow through with their beliefs. And guess what? They may disagree with them on issues, but they will respect them. And I think this is where this candidate, sadly, fell so short. And I think this was, sadly, uh, an example of it right here. Um, so when I look at these candidates, I think you want somebody who's going to be genuine yeah. on these issues. And I think yeah. that's really where this happened. Yeah. And so when I look at the Trump candidates, um, if you have somebody who truly, I think, believes in America first, the way Trump does, that has gone on out there and, and, uh, and pushed kind of so much of the same policies that has made America pres- prosperous, that didn't start any new wars, that actually really stopped Russian aggression. If you want to look at what they were doing in Crimea in the four years under, under Donald Trump, I know NATO is a big topic, but that strengthened NATO that got billions of dollars of more defense spending into the agreement, uh, then, you know, th- then Trump is obviously your guy here in all this. So in closing this great conversation, a magnificent appearance, the reason why this show does really well, Andrew, is I'm not speaking every day necessarily. I've got some really sharp listeners, guys and girls that they're into this stuff all day and all night, okay? But the reason why the show does so well is there's plenty of folks who don't mind listening to Boomer Esiason for 10 minutes or Elvis Duran for 10 minutes, then they come to me because they're not watching Fox News or Newsmax or OAN all day long. So when they see this race is over, if they're a Republican, they go, oh, damn, we lost. But I don't think they really understand how important this race was. So in its simplest terms, for the guy that just showed up Boomer because he's tired of hearing about Travis Kelsey, explain to these people why yesterday's loss was a bad one. I wish I could give a Taylor Swift reference for this, but I'm not good <laughs> enough on her lyrics, so I don't know. But, uh, w- again, we snatched, I think Republicans here snatched a, a seat, which was Santos, which should have been Santos. He should have had the opportunity to present his defense. You snatch literally victory uh, or defeat out of the jaws of victory in this. That's the best way to describe this completely. And here's the thing, again, um, 
this was another opportunity for Republicans to be able to show that they could actually get out the vote here. And I know a special election, you're going to have about half the vote. That's what ended up happening. Plus the weather was bad. Plus you had bad weather. Plus the weather was bad, but it just would have taken 95,000 votes. And by the way, I hate the weather is bad argument here because think about it. If George Washington won't let the idea of America (laughs) die at Valley Forge under the snow, then, then, you know, we can't drive three miles with some snow tires to go and and vote. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But, yes, you know, it sadly it does play a role this day and age. But come on, you know, look, you think about all the incredible Americans that have kept this uh, incredible experiment alive, and a little bit of snow is going to stop us. That's crazy. Andrew, great appearance, man. I'm so glad you texted me last night. I'm so glad we made the decision to bring you on this morning. You just nailed it. Grand Slam home run. A Hardeman touchdown in overtime, Giuliani. <laughs> great job. Thank you so much, Paul. I love you. Well, thank you. So let's hope Let's hope we're doing some Giants references next year. Wouldn't that be nice? Or at some point by the end of this decade, that'd be nice if in February we're doing Giants references. How old, is, that how old is Grace? <laughs> <laughs> two, two years old. Yeah, wish, uh, by the way, wish uh, Z a happy Valentine's Day from us, and uh, enjoy your night. Okay, buddy? And same to you and your wonderful wife, Danielle. Great job. That's Andrew Giuliani, ladies and gentlemen. He wanted to come on. And when you want to come on, if you reach out to me, you better come with it. Andrew Giuliani just came with it.